Okay guys, I'm coming at you with a quick one today, I promise you. But I wanna talk about, have you ever noticed that sometimes that there are times when we have our spiritual peaks and we are at great spiritual highs and it's just not long afterwards and we end up in sometimes spiritual despair or <laughs> worse, in our, some of our greatest spiritual failures. What am I trying to say? Sometimes our greatest failures have followed our greatest spiritual successes. And that's what I want to talk about. And, and really we can see that when we look at the life of Abraham and we go into Genesis chapter 12 and we find out that what happened, God calls Abraham to leave his father's house, his family, and God promised to make his name great and to bless him and that he should be the bearer for the spiritual seed, the continuation of the seed line should continue through him and this family, his family, should be a blessing to the families of the earth, that is to the Gentiles. And this was a great blessing. So that was the challenge of God for him to leave his father's household, obey the voice of God, go to a place you've never seen before and go to this place, to this land, land of Canaan, where God would establish him and fulfill those great promises that God was making to him. What did Abraham do? He went. So the bottom line, we see great success and it was a wonderful thing. And you can imagine the high point, the spiritual high that Abraham must have been under once he got into that particular land and he looked all around it. But what even put a high point to that high was the fact, and here's what we're gonna look into our scriptures for today. Genesis 12 and verse number seven. The Lord appeared to Abram and said, to your descendants I will give this land. So he built an altar there to the Lord who had appeared to him. So here's the point. And once he finally got into the land, what happened? God himself appeared. And when the scriptures say the Lord appeared, the Lord appeared. God had a physical manifestation to Abraham and there God said, he affirmed the covenant. He said, I told you I'm gonna give you this land. This is what I'm going to do. Abraham was so moved, so excited. Can I even dare say so ecstatic at the moment that the scripture said he built an altar there. And notice it said it twice, to the Lord who appeared unto him. And what did Abraham do? He worshiped the Lord. And in the next couple of verses, what do we see? Abraham looking to the land, to the expanse, the north and the west and the south of the land. He looks and sees the greatness and the magnitude of the land, or should we even say it's a good land? And now we see Abraham at a spiritual high. Everything is wonderful. He is worshiping God and we move to verse number 10. Now there was a famine in the land, so Abram went down to Egypt to sojourn there, for the famine was severe in the land. And just let me just simply say it as succinctly as I can. God intended for Abraham to remain in the land of Canaan, not go anywhere else. So we see there's a famine in the land. And what does Abraham do? Instead of remaining in the land of Canaan, instead of praying to the God who was in control of the famine, what did Abraham do? 
he left no soon as he got into the land and no soon as a problem happened or came up he left he failed and he went down into Egypt how do you know he failed because just in case you're thinking well that's just a natural thing to do it doesn't matter about whether it was a natural thing to do what was God's determination where did God lead him and where did God want him to be where did he end up in Egypt what happened in Egypt he went down to Egypt his wife got taken from Pharaoh he's wondering now the promise is in jeopardy and he's wondering what is he going to do God has to come bail him out God has to get Sarah out of that household and ends up right back into the same place that he never should have left in the first place so we see that on the on the backdrop of his greatest success came his greatest failure and sometimes that happens even to us and that's the point that I'm trying to bring to us today as we see in the life of Abraham the same thing happens in our lives at the moment that we have our greatest spiritual successes sometimes it is only followed by our worst spiritual failures sometimes we end up and next thing you know our faces we shedding tears and we in a lot of repentance we're wondering how in the world do we get there but here is the point so here's the thing I want you to see when you notice in the scriptures where do famines come from God God controls the famine God had to send the famine God is the one who sends the rain God could have changed that situation so therefore if there was a famine guess who sent the famine in the first place God but remember, Romans 8 and 28, we know what? All things work together for the good of those who love the Lord, especially to those who are the call. Abraham here is what? Clearly, Genesis chapter 12, he is the called one of God. But nevertheless, we see God, God sending, God allowing a famine to happen. Why? Because Abraham even though he has obeyed, even though he's at the great high point of a spiritual success right now, he's still not the man that God wants him to be. And you know how God makes us, he proves us, how God makes us grow up, how God strengthens us. He strengthens us not when we're on our spiritual highs. He strengthens us when we fall down and we break our arm and our leg and we're looking to him to help us again. He strengthens his faith through adversity and what does God do he sent a famine and that famine it allowed Abraham to see he was not at the point of faith where God wanted him to be he didn't have that strength of character that God want God was actually developing that character at this time by sending that hardship God was making him and shaping him and God was using he would use his failures, his many failures to make him that man that when Genesis chapter 22 comes around and God says, now you take your son and offer him up as a burnt offering to me. You know why he was able to do that? He never blinked because God had worked through his life. God had built his faith up through his failures. Now, what am I trying? I'm not trying to say delight in failures. But what I am trying to say is this, is that at the moment of sometimes our greatest spirit, we, we are thinking we're in good shape. God will send the famine. God will send the test. And the test doesn't come to destroy us. The test doesn't come to make us simply look bad, but it comes to encourage us so that we'll see. I know sometimes we can feel so wonderful and so great. 
but we may not have all our ducks in a row like we think. These things come to strengthen our faith. So at the point of our greatest successes, no looks no sooner than we doing well, we're doing bad. But that's okay. God sometimes sends the famine so that he can use these things to make us what he wants us to be. Did you know that?